congregation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Thank you very much for that, Caleb, and hello, everybody. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we get to be together this morning. We thank you that we get to stand here in your presence because of what Jesus has done for us. And God, I just want to thank you for the sense, the, the, the power of your presence here in this place this morning. Father, I thank you for what you've already done and for what you're about to do. I thank you that as we open your word this morning, your word never returns empty. And so we know that your word will work among us this morning, changing our lives, changing our hearts. And so Holy Spirit, we simply invite you to come uh, and continue to do what you've, you've already been doing, but continue to um, unleash your power, continue to release healing, continue to release um, emotional healing and physical healing, continue to release uh, new identity, continue to do that work of changing us from glory to glory and making us more into the image of Christ. And so Father, we just are we just, uh, before you as your people. We worship you, we adore you, and we say thank you so much that you call us to be here together this morning with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Eli. You are a gift, I tell you. You are a gift to this church and to God. When God birthed you, he said, world, here's a gift. I'm giving you Eli, and I just want to say thank you for leading us this morning. Thank you for stepping up in your leadership and taking on leadership of the music team. Oh, it's great. What you're doing is awesome. What you bring is fabulous. And uh, just thank you so much. Thank you so much. You've already heard it said, um, my name's Joella. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a child of God. I was born into a family called Badger. That wasn't my first name. That was my last name. I was born again into the family of God. I'm loved by God. I was chosen by him before the creation of the world to be perfect and holy as I stand before him. I'm a dual citizen of Australia and heaven. I'm a sinner by nature, but a saint by grace. Wife of Dave, mum of Emily and Jack, pastor of Riverland Central Church, library officer at the Barnra Public Library, Keen cook and gardener, I could go on, but you can just call me Joella. And it's my great privilege to be here this morning. I just want to say thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for inviting me. It's been so good to really get to know the two of you over these last few years and to see your hearts for what God's doing in this place, to see your heart for the the city of Wyala, uh, this region. And I just want to say thank you for continuing to lead these fabulous people, continuing to serve Jesus here in Wyala because... Speaking as somebody who's pastored church for a while, it's not an easy thing to do and it's been particularly difficult during this last season with COVID and everything else. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you and well done. It sometimes doesn't have a whole lot of reward to it, um, but you know there will be a, an enormous reward for you um, in heaven. If not before, I'm sure there'll be lots of rewards before that too. But okay, can I just pray for you guys? Can, can you join with me? These people are so precious. These people are like, like Eli is a gift to you. These people are a gift to this community and to you. And sometimes it's really easy to kind of, you know, take them for granted. And, they, you know, they're just kind of ordinary people. And they are. 
but they're God's gift of ordinary people into an extraordinary role and an extraordinary church and an extraordinary thing. So let's pray for them. Just extend your hands and let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for Kerry and for Caleb. I thank you for the gift that they are to your world, that you chose them before the creation of the world to be holy and perfect in your sight and to be here in this place serving you in this way. And so, Father, I pray that you would continue to pour out your blessing on them. Lord, that you would just continue to lift them up, that you continue to hold them close to yourself. God, that you would draw them to yourself again and again and again, that you would fill them with your strength and your power and your wisdom. And God, at times when they um, are weary or they're burdened or, you know, the griefs of the world weigh them down, God, we pray that you would draw them into your presence fill them again with hope and with life and with love and lord continue to to draw them to yourself and release them into the world draw them to yourself and release them into the world that they will continue to serve you in different ways in different places all the days of their lives so father we ask your very rich and great blessing on them and their children in jesus name amen Amen, amen. It is so good to be here with you this morning. A great privilege. As um, Caleb said, David and I pastor a church in the Riverland. Um, we're a church probably a similar-ish size to you guys. Uh, we meet in a tiny little room, though, because we built b- bought a new building just before COVID started, renovated one little room. We could all squish in if we were shoulder to shoulder. And then COVID struck and we couldn't stand shoulder to shoulder anymore. So it's been a bit of a challenge. We've just now got the quote in from the builder this week to renovate the whole rest of the building. And it's going to be great. We'll be able to stand like this in worship rather than like this in worship. I'm really looking forward to it. My big question today, and I'll talk to lots of you, I hope, after the service, is, is what's your name? What's your name? But it's got a different meaning. Let's read from uh, Hebrews chapter 1. And we're reading from the beginning of that. It's be on the screen there. It says, Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. Can anybody tell me what was the name of God's son? It's, it's, a, it's the standard Sunday school answer to everything. I want to hear it nice and loud though. What was the name of God's son? Oh, that's better. Yes, thank you very much. Good. I thought maybe for a moment I wasn't in the right kind of place. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave Him is greater than their names. Let me hear it again. What greater name did God give his son than he gave the angels? Jesus. Awesome. You know, in Philippians 2, we read another sort of way of looking about this name. It says, God elevated to him him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the name of Jesus. You know, but if we think of a name as just a simple label, there is nothing particularly special about the name of Jesus. There were plenty of other people who'd been named Jesus before him. And even right now in the world, there are thousands of people who have the name Jesus. So it's not just that there's this particular something special about those letters, you know, J-E-S-U-S. It's not like those particular group of letters are especially wonderful. But names are far more significant than just an assortment of letters. If it was just a pattern of letters, a label to identify with, uh, people with, we might as well use a number, 
you know, like they did in concentration camps or like they have in prisons or, you know, like we do with things. You know, the iPhone 14, it's just a number, a serial number, a model number on a, on a vehicle or on a TV. That's, we give numbers to things, but we people have names. God gave Jesus a name that was above all other names. It wasn't about a superior configuration of letters because for God, a name has meaning. It carries with it identity. It carries with it destiny. It carries with it something about origin and family and who you belong to and connection and authority. A name reveals character. In, in the Hebrew world, a name carried something of the very essence of the person who bore that name. Think about Abram. Abram in, the, in Genesis who, that, that word means um, exalted father. Now, he was a man who didn't have kids for a very long time. Can you imagine carrying that name, exalted father? But I don't have kids, God. And then, of course, uh, God came and changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations, gave him son of he was. Sarah, Sarai became Sarah. Do you know, here's an interesting one. Do you know when King Solomon was born to David and Bathsheba, the prophet Nathan came and said, you are to name this child Jedediah. You never hear that mentioned ever again. He was always referred to as Solomon after that. Very strange story, that one. What about poor Hosea? You know the prophet Hosea? He had a couple of kids. Lo Ruhamah, not loved. How would you like that name? Should I change my name to that? Or, or his other kid, which was Lo Ami, not my people. Yeah, you're not one of mine. Imagine calling your kid that. That's a terrible thing to do. Think about Elizabeth and Zechariah, when the angel came and said, you're going to have a baby and you're going to call him John. When the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to have a baby and you're going to name him Jesus. Do you know what your name means? You do? Some of you do? Excellent. If you don't, grab your phone, quick Google search, look it up. You know what your name is? Yeah, what's God's promise. So what's your name? Sorry. Elizabeth, God's promise. Ah, yes, beautiful. Can anyone else tell me their name and what it means? Does anyone else know? Yes. Shining bright, beautiful. Yep. Ryan, is it? Little King. Ooh, very good. Very good. Well, my name's Joella, as I said, and it means God will be willing, which I really love. Do you know know what Bethel means, yeah? The name of your church? House of God. Very good, very good. We know Hannah. Hannah means uh, favour or grace, yeah, yeah. My middle name's Amy, <laughs> means beloved. Do you know, when I was born, um, my parents picked out a name for me. They picked out a girl's name and a boy's name because back in the old days, you didn't know ahead of time what you were going to get. And they picked out a boy's name and a girl's name, and I happened to be a girl, so I got to be called Joella Amy. Exactly five months to the day later, this man was born. And his dad rang my parents and said, we've had a baby. We've called him Caleb Luke. And my parents just about fell off their little perches because the name that they had chosen for me, if I had been a boy, was Caleb Luke. And in that era, that was not a very common name. In fact, it was a fairly unusual name. And I remember hearing that story. I don't know how old I was when I first heard that story. But ever since, I've always had had this sense that this fella 
he, he was kind of like the other version of me. I mean, that's really weird, isn't it? That's really bizarre. That's, you know, really strange. But, but I had this sort of sense of connection or affinity with him because he had my name. Isn't that, is that, do you think that's a bit odd? I, th- I actually think that's a bit odd and, and that's okay. I don't mind if you think it's really odd too. But, you know, when I read about Caleb in the Old Testament and, you know, I, I think I kind of go, yeah, that's, that's my namesake, even though I'm not called Caleb. If you call me Caleb, I won't answer because, you know, I won't think you're talking to me. But the word Caleb means wholehearted, faithful, bold, brave, devoted to God. The, the Caleb of the Old Testament certainly was like that. And so is this man here. That's right. That's right. Devoted, bold, wholehearted. You know, still going strong at 85 he was. That man as strong as at 40, he said. So names are significant. Names are so significant. And I want to tell you this. Oh, skipped a few. God knows your name. God knows your name. It was given to you. It's not a mistake. You are not a mistake. God knows your name. You know, even when you think about when uh, God spoke to Saul, who was a guy who was busy persecuting him, he said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He called him by name. He knew this guy. He knows our names. But I think some of us have other names. Who's got a nickname? Yeah, yeah, tell me your nickname. Oh, okay, give me one that's safe to say in church. Butters? Butters? Yeah, awesome. You'd go well with a friend of mine. His name's Pikelets. And I was actually talking to a guy uh, last weekend. He just had a new baby, so we're talking names and all the rest of it. And he admitted that his, um, his sporting nickname is Yeast. Long story, I can tell you. I know an old guy called Waxy. Went to school with a guy called Moose. One of my kids' answers to Beano. All long stories, all very strange. People sometimes choose to go by a name that's not there. Sometimes their middle name. There might be some of you who are known by your middle names. Artists and and, uh, authors and singers sometimes choose other names. Did you know that um, Bob Dylan's real name was Robert Allen Zimmerman? Doesn't have quite the same ring, does it? Or Nicki Minaj is Onika Tanya Mirage. Sir Elton John's actually Sir Reginald Kenneth Dwight. People choose names because it says something about them. It communicates something about who they are or who they want to be. They make statements about our identity. Some of us have other names too, though. It might be a name like son or daughter or little brother or mother. It might be dentist or train driver or teacher or divorced or fool or successful or poor or rich, unwell, less abled, overweight, young, old, any of these things can be names that we add on to our own names. You know, I said at the beginning, I'm Joella and I'm this, that and the other. When we think of ourselves sometimes, we think of ourselves as this is my name and this is all of my other names. Some of these names reflect fact, others are based in lies. And some of these names are words that are only ever heard in our own heads or have been spoken over us years and years and years ago. Things like favourite child. You know, you're the special one, the golden one. Beautiful, the strong one, the clever one. Maybe it's a diagnosis, a name that you've attached on to the end of your name. Cancer sufferer. Autistic. High achiever, perhaps. 
will never amount to anything, perhaps. What labels do you hear? What names do you hear after your name? Do you hear the ugly one? Do you hear stupid? Do you hear unwanted, like poor Lo Ruhama? Do you hear rejected or failure or unworthy? Do you hear sinner or reject or unloved or unworthy or unlovable or alone? There's good news. There's good news. And the good news is this. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, some of you were once like that. In the context, he's talking about some of you were once um, sinners, you once were committing adultery, you were once prostitutes, you were once thieves, you were once greedy people, you're all of this stuff. It goes on to say, but you were cleansed. You can put in there, some of us, some of you were once like that. Some of you were once alone. Some of you were once unloved. Some of you were once whatever those labels are that you hear after your own name. But you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You were made right by God with calling on the name. Names have power. Names are important. Names are valuable. By calling on the name of God, by the name of Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, you will know this one, will be saved. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. There's something significant, isn't there, about this idea of the name because it carries more than just a letters. It's, um, it's a character. It's, a, it's an identity. It's a person. It's power because Jesus' name is not just a label. It's not just a formula. It's not just an incantation or a chant or a magic word like, you know, abracadabra, I can make something happen if I say this name. But it's, it's his whole self. It's his whole being. It's his whole identity and who he is and who he said he was and who God has said he is and the character that he has. And it's the whole package of who Jesus is that we mean when we say we call on the name. So we don't call on the name. We don't call on J-E-S-U-S. We call on the name. We call on the whole package of who God is when we call on his name. Remember we read at the beginning, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. He is God wrapped up in person form and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. What do you sustain by the power of your command? I don't sustain very much by the power of my command. I planted tomatoes this week, but I can't say to them, tomato, be sustained. I'm going, I'll be back in three months and uh, I expect you to have done something. No, 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 it's not going to work that way. If I don't water them and don't look after them, it's not going to happen. But God sustains, Jesus sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. And when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honour at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is far greater than their names. And we, we get to call on Jesus' name. We get to declare our allegiance to him, to the name, the very power, the very essence, the very awesome everything of Jesus. And he gives us a new name, a new identity. He gives us the right to be called by his name, to be children of God. You know, different cultures have different um, patterns of naming children. 
um, in my culture of origin, which is now changing, a wife took on her husband's family name and the children took on their, um, their, their family name, their name too. That's how Caleb and I get to be cousins despite having different last names. So when my dad and his mum were born, they both had the same name, same last name, and then his mum got married and changed her name. I got married and changed my name. We get to be separate last names but still related. That's how that sort of custom works, as many of you will be aware. But I was talking with a young woman just this week and I thought that custom had kind of, you know, was kind of on the way out, that, that thing where the woman changes her name. There's so many people who don't do that now. And yet I was talking to a young woman this week. She's in her 20s. She's a brand new Christian in our church. She's been living with her partner for five years and she wants to have children. And she said to me, but I want to get married first. And I thought, very good. But the reason wasn't because it was the right thing to do. She hasn't quite caught up with that yet. Um, but the reason was she wants her children to have the same name as her and their father. She wants them all to be identifiable, identified by their last name. You know, when we are born into the family of God, when we're made right, when we're made holy with him, we get to take on the same last name as our father. In a spiritual sense, you get that? We get to have the same last name as our father. I was reading Jeremiah this week and I just happened to stumble across this verse um, from chapter 3 and it says this. It's God speaking to the people of Israel through Jeremiah and he says, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I would love to give, um, I would love, I thought to myself, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land, the finest possession in the world. I looked forward to you calling me father. Who's, who's ever, I was going to say, who's ever been a father? All the people who've ever been a father still are. So all of you people, do you remember when you had your children on the way and you were looking forward to this little person calling you father? God looks at us and looks at his people, his created beings and goes, oh, I so longed for you to call me father and I wanted you never to turn from me. You just hear the heart of God going, I just wanted this big, awesome family with all these children in it. And to those people who believe in, him, in Jesus, they get to be part of that family. It says in 1 Peter 4, 6, Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. So what's your name? You've got a first name. You've got some other labels which may or may not need to be there. What's your family name? It's the same name that God has. A child of God. You get to be called a Christian. We not only get to be called by his name, but we get to share in his identity. We get to be part with him. We get to belong to that same family. You know, genetics run deep. Every time I hear Caleb laugh, I think of his mum. As I've been getting to know these guys over the last little while, Kerry will say something to me about, you know, Caleb did this or said that or whatever, and it's like, hmm, that sounds like something in my somebody in from my family would do. 
that sounds like what my brother would say or that sounds like how my dad would react in that situation. It's like, yes, genetics run very, very deep. It's a family thing. It's built in. And see, what happens when we get to be part of the family of God is we get to see God and we get to reflect his glory and we get to become more like him. And it's not even something we actually have to try to do because as we are built into his family, as we're knitted into his family, as we look at him, it just happens. We become more like him because it's a family thing. It's like he builds his genetics into us and we become more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. It's a family resemblance thing. You know, the more we look at Jesus, the more we worship, the more we see him, the more we gaze on him, the more we just adore him and worship him, the more we become like him. Being part of his family also gives us great privileges though. You know, it's almost like having access to the family credit card. This is what Jesus told his disciples. He was talking to them just before um, he was about to be taken away and killed. And he says this to them. At that time, when I'm gone, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and he will grant you your request because you use my name. It's like you've got a purchase order. Whoever remembers purchase orders? Do they still happen? Yeah, they still do. Okay. So it's like you've got a purchase order with Jesus' signature on it and you can just go to the Father and say, Father, I've got the purchase order. I've got the family credit card and I'm coming to you with the family credit card. You, uh, let's read on. It says, I'll tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I'll ask the Father on your behalf for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. You know, when we pray in Jesus' name, so you, you sometimes pray that, don't you? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It's not just like a tagline. It's not just like you're sincerely Joella at the end of a letter. It's, it's actually means something. It's like saying with all the authority of Jesus, with Jesus' signature on this prayer, with all that Jesus is, that power to sustain his creation, that, that majestic you know, sitting at the right hand of God, with all the authority that Jesus has, I come before you, God, and, and he looks at us like he looks at Jesus when we come in Jesus' name because we've got that same identity. We've got that same last name. We get to use the powerful name of Jesus. We get to use it to heal. And when we pray, we pray healing in the name of Jesus. It's not just, again, it's not just a, a, a formula. It's not a magic word. It's with all the authority that Jesus has given us. We get to speak in the name of Jesus with all the authority that Jesus has. And we get to live with the name of Jesus on our lives. We carry the name of Jesus or, um, as it puts it in James, the noble name that we bear. Eli, can we have you come back up for me? That'd be great. And the rest of the band, if that's appropriate. So I want to ask you this morning, what's your name? What's your identity? Who are you? Who are you this morning? Some of you might be 
you, you, you might have names that you're very proud of. You might be part of natural families that, that you know, have a great deal of status in this community. You might, you might have a name that you're very proud of. You might have a name that you're a little bit ashamed of. You might come from the wrong side of the track, so to speak. But I want to say to you this morning that God knows your name and he has given his son. He has given us the name of Jesus. And for those of us who are willing to recognize that name, who are willing to to declare allegiance to that name, who are willing to say, yes, I believe in that name, I believe in Jesus, then he gives us all those rights and all those privileges as his children, people who can operate in his name and use his name, his authority, his person. Some of you, when I was talking about those other names, there was some there was some resonance there. There was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know those other words that come after my name. I know what I hear in my head sometimes when I think about me. My prayer this morning for you is that God will set you free from the lies that are behind those names. And that God will reaffirm your identity this morning as his child, as somebody who carries the name of Jesus, somebody who bears the name of Christ. What a precious, precious privilege. In Revelation 22, right towards the very end of the Bible, or the last couple of chapters really, There's a description of a, a vision of the new heavens and the new earth. This, old, this earth is, is not going to last forever. It's going to go. But there's a description of, of this vision of the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem, and it's an incredible image. And just a, a small part of that says, No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him, and they will see his face. And his name will be written on their foreheads. I was very tempted to bring a Sharpie this morning. <laughs> I don't own a tattoo gun. I was very tempted to bring a Sharpie this morning and you know, get you to all line up and write the name of Jesus on your foreheads. You can go home and do that if you like. Just If you do it in the mirror, just make sure you get it around the right way. But, you know, we carry, for those of us who are believers, for those of us who are in Christ, we carry the name of of God. What's your name? My challenge to you this morning is to think about who you are and who you see yourself as and to recognize that this name that is above all names, this name that this name of Jesus, you know, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. At that name, you wear that name on your forehead. You wear that name in your heart. You wear that. You carry all of the authority and all of the person of God in Jesus in that name. And it's just such an incredibly precious gift. So when you hear yourself called anything other than that, anything that is not up to that amazing level, you've got to ask some questions. When you hear yourself called something, you know, I'm not, I don't even want to use all those words that you might hear in your head. When you hear yourself called that, you can challenge that and say, I'm a child of God. 
Can I bear the noble name of Jesus? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have given us Jesus. That you've given this, this, you, you, really, you in another format. A glorified, beautiful, powerful, extraordinary name above all names, king above all kings. And God, as we stand, sit as your children this morning, God, we thank you that you give us your name, that we get to wear your name, that we get to bear your family resemblance, that we get to move with the authority, with the power that you have. And so, God, we just thank you. And I pray, Lord, this morning that anybody who has a different identity stamped on them, anybody who is still holding on to labels from the past, anybody who has been even this week spoken to and said, you are a, uh, 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 and it's not true, then God, I pray that you'd break the power of those words now in the name of Jesus, that you'd break the curse off that right now and that you'd replace it with the, with the name of Jesus stamped in that place. I am a child of God. I belong to God. I'm part of his family. He is my father. Therefore, I am his child. Father, there are some who had words spoken over them many years ago, but who still carry those labels, who still wear that identity even now. And so, God, I speak to those hearts with the authority of Jesus. And sometimes it's hard to let go of identities that are false. Labels, diagnoses, words that have been spoken because they become so much a part of us and we don't know who we'd be if we let them go. But God, I say with your authority to those hearts that have got lies written on them be free allow those labels to drop away and allow Jesus to bring healing to your heart Jesus come bring that healing now bring restoration bring healing bring truth bring light bring your goodness bring your power and stamp your name on those hearts Thank you, Jesus. And if you hear this, listening to this, and you're going, well, I, I'm actually, I don't think I am a child of God. How, how would I even become one? Like, that's just ridiculous. Then I want to extend to you the invitation this morning that, that God wants to be your father too. And the way to come to him is through Jesus. It's the only way. The only way to come to him is through Jesus because his is the only name given to us by which we may be saved. And it's about coming to Jesus and saying, yep, I've tried to live my own life. I've tried to do things my own way and I've ballsed it up and so I'm coming to you and I ask that you would forgive me for the things that I've done that were wrong. And I believe that you are the way to the Father. I believe that your death on the cross, your resurrection, was the means by which I can come to know God. I don't understand it yet, but I want to come to know you. I want to be part of your family. And you can simply just pray a prayer, something along those lines. And begin your journey with God and his family today. Father, we give you glory. We thank you for the work you're doing now. We thank you for the work you've done and that you will continue. 
God, we thank you for the name of Jesus that you have given to us. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.